Good morning, everyone. If, um, if you're not in gallery view, I just invite you to take a moment to switch your, your device to the view where you can see more people and uh, just take a moment to see one another's faces. You know, if we were in person, we would we would feel each other's presence. You know how when you walk into a room, you can kind of feel who's there. When you sit down, you have a sense of who's around you. So, you know, on on this kind of retreat, we we just rely on the visual initially for that. I hope you rested well. I hope you got some some sleep and rejuvenation last night, at least a little bit. <clears throat> and at this time every day, we'll uh, we'll do some meditation together, and uh, either Matthew or I will offer some instructions, some suggestions for your meditation practice. So before we begin the guided meditation, I wanted to share a few pointers, a few kind of general, general pointers for, um, for the practice in particular today on this first day of a retreat. And generally in the insight meditation practice, we encourage um, the practice of settling shamatha practice translates to calming or calm abiding. And shamatha practice is the, the simplicity of coming back to one thing over and over again. So this is the most common instruction we hear in kind of popular meditation world, you know, just let go and come back to the breath. That's a shamatha instruction. The simplicity and singleness of intent helps to create the conditions for the mind to gather, to settle. What we are coming back to, what we are returning to, um, we could say it has two parts. One part is what we call the object. That's the, the thing we are paying attention to, the experience we are connecting with. And for, as I said last night, that could be the breath, whether you feel it at your nose, your chest or your belly or throughout your whole body. It could be a certain part of your body like your hands resting in your lap, your, uh, your backside on the cushion or the chair. Could even be the whole body sitting and the other most common anchor that we use is sound, which I have found very helpful in my practice, really helps to um, temper some of the striving and trying and struggle that can come in because it's so obvious that we don't have to work hard to hear sounds. Ooh, to whatever degree our ears are you know, functioning and picking up sounds, they just arise. So I said there are two parts. One part is what we're paying attention to. 
every time we come back, we come back to ah, just listening to sounds or ah, just feeling the breath, just spending time with this. The other part that we can easily overlook is we are also coming back to a certain orientation, to a certain way of paying attention. So sometimes I like to talk about meditation practice as a tool, right? That the techniques we use are not the Dharma. They're a skillful means, they're a support. It's like riding a bike with training wheels. They help us find our balance and kind of get going until the Dharma takes over on its own. So if meditation practice, if the technique is a tool, what's important about a tool is how you hold it. You can hold a hammer or a screwdriver and do a lot of damage if you're, if you're not holding it and using it properly. So as you take up your, your practice, whether you're paying attention to the breath or sound or your body, or even if you know, you know yourself in your practice and you're like, yeah, yeah, that kind of one anchor thing doesn't work for me. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing open awareness or I'm doing metta practice. Great. You know, you, you're in charge of that. Whatever technique you're using though, how you're using it is important. So the two things there that I'd like to emphasize today, one is balance. And in particular, balancing our effort, not pushing, striving too hard, but not being too lackadaisical either. We need to bring forth some energy without kind of overshooting. We're always balancing in this practice the factors of energy, vitality, and calm, tranquility, ease. We talked about that yesterday in the very posture. So as you approach the meditation, there's a sense of like, yeah, okay, enthusiasm, I'm here, we're, we're on retreat. And then there's also the sense of like, and just take it easy, just let it unfold. I'm not in control here. My job is just to show up. The Buddha uses a very telling analogy in the early suttas in one place about relating to the primary object, the anchor. In this case, he's using the breath. And he says, it's like holding a little bird. So if you can imagine holding like a sparrow if you don't hold that bird firmly enough, it's just going to get up and fly away. But of course, if you hold it too tightly, too firmly, you might crush it, you might hurt it. So we're coming back to the object. We're spending time with the object, the breath, sound. But there's also the sense of how we are holding it. And we're holding it with this gentle firmness, a loving, patient, and curious attention. In many respects, it's the quality of our intention 
that starts to create the conditions in the heart and the mind for the practice to unfold. So this morning, as we practice, I really want to invite you to notice how you're practicing, to emphasize this sense of firm but gentle, energized, but easy. And you can trust that. This reassurance, you can trust the sincerity of your intention and just let go into the Dharma. So when the mind wanders, when the stories come up, when the body hurts, when the emotions are churning, it's just the landscape, it's just the ocean moving. And our job is just to hold that bird. You just come back, yeah, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. And I'm just here with this. So let's do some practice together. I invite you to have a little conversation with your body. Ask it, what does it need right now as we transition into a period of relative stillness? Say, oh, what do you want, body? Get your wiggles out. And then we make a little nest. We make a little nest for the body. We make a little nest for the mind. So the sense of having a comfortable, safe place to settle. It's a poem from the 13th century Chinese monk, Su Tang Chiyu. Cold night, no wind, bamboo making noise, noises far apart now bunched together, filtering the pine flanked lattice. Listening with the ears is less fine than listening with the heart. Beside the lamp, I lay aside the half scroll of Sutra. Listening with the ears is less fine than listening with the heart.
So as you find your poise, the balance of the body being upright and at ease. Inviting this quality of listening And we might start by just listening to the body. Which parts of your body speak to you most loudly that you, you can hear, you can feel them very easily right away. And sensations in your lower body, touching the ground, maybe your hands. Sensations in the torso, the front or back, the arms. Perhaps sensations in the face or the head, the neck. And if you like, just taking a few moments to scan your attention through the body. We're not trying to change anything or fix anything, just listening, receiving, how is it today? How is it right here and now to be in this body? So we notice the pleasant parts, the unpleasant parts, the parts that are neutral or blank. And maybe as we're noticing, maybe things shift on their own. Maybe something loosens, maybe something settles or opens, maybe not. We're making contact. In contact with the body, bringing our listening attention close. Once you've done a first pass, a kind of scan through the body, just generally, lightly, there can be this sense of waiting and letting the anchor arise. 
you know, let it come to you. You don't have to go out and find the meditation object. You don't have to go get it. The sense of the heart's awareness is here, present, settled back inside. And we just allow whatever that anchor is to be known, let it come into your awareness, whether it's the breath, sound, or a certain sensation or part of your body. And as we meet the anchor, we allow the intention to arise, that intention of holding gently but firmly. It's this very simple and clear commitment. I want to spend time with you right now. Let's just be here together. I'll put everything else down to the best of my ability and just keep listening, listening with the heart.
listening with the ears is less fine than listening with the heart. So the anchor arises, it comes to us. And in the listening is an intimacy, like you're leaning in to smell a rose. We allow everything else inside to grow quiet and just receive the fullness of one moment at a time.
course, things will unfold on their own, according to their own plans rather than ours. And if other experiences are coming up that call your attention, strong sensations in the body, strong emotions. We don't have to struggle. We don't have to force anything. When a visitor comes and they're insistent, we put down what we're doing and we spend some time with them. So it's also okay to let the anchor recede into the background and just attend, attend to that tightness, that aching in the back. Attend to that grief or anxiety as it ebbs and flows. The continuity is in how we're attending. This listening with the heart, this gentle yet firm sense of being with, making space for what is.